Good evening, America, and good afternoon, Australia. Welcome to everyone listening from Russia, Germany, and the UK, and of course, anyone listening to this live stream on Facebook, LinkedIn, YouTube, and Twitch. Thank you for listening to us today. We have Payo ready and waiting online to answer any of your questions and send you any links that relate to the show today. Um, just don't forget that you can review the shows, re-watch the shows on Binge TV USA, on Hero Go TV USA, and on the Tony TV channel app on all LG, Roku, and Samsung smart TVs across the world. I'm really excited to be here today. It's wonderful to be working with Tracy Eaton. Um, and this is the third in our series of shows. And we've got an incredible amount of stuff to get through today. But before I introduce the gorgeous Tracy, I want you to know Tracy is an Australian modern artist. And even though she was born in New Zealand, she has made Australia her home since 2006 and has become quickly Australia's one of Australia's highly coveted artists. Artists, and her work is demanded in demand all over the world. She has an exclusive commission to create the artworks for the nominees at the Academy Awards and has done so for the last three years. Tracy's artwork projects, uh, projects span across both commercial and residential sectors. Whether you're open to an original custom artwork or you want to add it to your personal collection or you want to create a unique atmosphere in your hotel or office, Tracy is passionate about creating artworks that bring your vision to life. Investing in a piece of art is a big decision. Your new painting is something that you should love. And Tracy's passionate about ensuring that when you commission her to paint your artwork, your series of artwork, your large project, that it becomes not only a statement, but a reflection of you, something that you can tell the story of, something that resonates with you and your brand, and something that is part of your journey. So later on in the show, we will be unveiling the next stage of our commissioned artwork, but before we do that, welcome back to the show, Tracy. I'm delighted once again to be embarking on this creative journey with you. I can't imagine doing it with anyone else. And it's wonderful that we get to chat each week about your art because I've just discovered how much I enjoy art once more. And that's a good thing. So I thought before um, we talk about the tools of the trade, which is what we're scheduled to talk about this week, I wanted to highlight something that makes you really unique and produces that divinely special art that you create. And that's about your ability to tap into the soul of the client for the project that you're creating. Um, have you always had an intuition around your art or has it taken time to develop? Because I know from just our little process, it's an incredibly intuitive, intuitive process and it's like you're tapping into my soul and my likes and my values and, and combining that and putting it all on the canvas. So has it always been there? Um, firstly, hello, good morning, afternoon, evening to everybody around the place. <laughs> Amazing introduction, thank you. Um, I have always been a very much an intuitive person, so I think that, and you've looked back historically to everything that I've done, particularly when I did the occupational therapy and I was using art then, uh, that 
um, empathy, I guess, for other people has always been yes. there. So I've always had an ability to, to feel in a way where people are at um, and make people feel good. I've had so many comments over the years about how I can spend an hour with someone and I walk away and they feel a million bucks. And I'm like, that's an amazing gift. And I, that's something I think that's always been me. Definitely. So when it came to painting and art, you're dead right. I it was it was it was pretty ob obvious I guess that that was going to be the case for me and it, and it came naturally it's not something I've had to work yeah. to do or to forcefully try and do it's just it is what I am in saying that though I think that if you talk to most artists I would suggest to you yeah. that they whether it be musicians writers it doesn't matter or visual artists there would be yeah. a level of intuitiveness in all of us because that essentially is, I think, what helps us to be creative. Because I was writing down some yeah. notes this morning and, you know, I was thinking about creativity and how, as adults particularly, we forget how to play. We, and we, 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 we think do. that playing is not something that we should be doing. We need to be more responsible and serious than that. And yeah. creative people, and I would have to say visual artists because, hello, that's what I, that's what I know. Yeah. Um, Yes, we play. Like we don't. I don't know all the time necessarily. What if I chuck something on here? What happens if I put that next to that? So it's just about really yeah. immersing yourself in that process. And part of playing is all yeah. about intuition as well. So you're following yeah. your gut, you're following your instinct, and you're not thinking. You're not overthinking yeah. it. Yeah. And I think working with people, I feel is the same. I, I'm instantly trusting. Sometimes that's yes. a good thing and not a good thing. <laughs> and sometimes so, it's a bad thing, isn't it? Sometimes that's a bad thing. But I also don't want to change that because that level of openness, I think, helps me to uh, get inside Definitely. people and help to understand people and help them to open up, which is what I need to create. I'm going to yeah. say with them, not for them. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Tracy, today we wanted to talk specifically about the tools of your trade. And so the obvious would be to start with brushes. You know, there must be lots of different sorts of brushes, types of brushes, special brushes. What's your favourite? Now, if you're talking about brand, there is no brand favourite. For me, I, I don't care about yes. the brand. Sorry for brush brands uh -huh. out there. Um but you are right, there is a multitude of different types of brushes and different sizes of brushes and um, the, the differences of what the bristles are made of and some are soft, some are, yeah. are really quite hard, some are, some are moldable, some aren't. So um, what are my favourite? Well, it depends on what I'm using. So just as an example, I've got ah. a couple of here, I've, I've grabbed yep. them from over there to my desk. Um, I have some <laughs> this size and some this size. Tiny, wow. tiny, tiny little brushes. This one here yep. is very soft and fluid. I always paint my neck and see how soft they are um, if I have it. But <laughs> um, soft bristles are great because they, especially when your paint is a bit thinner, because it allows you to have beautiful, clean, um, yes. seamless lines. So writing signatures, um, doing some fine work where you want that detail of an eyelash or hair or something like that, and you, you can really mm -hmm. create and it will move and flow with the paint, which I really like. Um, if I'm yeah. wanting to smash a canvas, though, which tends to happen, like I've got texture and I really go like this and I want to get in there, yeah. that would obviously be the worst brush in the world. But something yeah. like this, which has got hard bristles, is great. Oh, right. 
because yeah. I can really smush it in and the brush stays yes. relatively intact. I do use brushes yeah. that are in between like this and they get destroyed over a period of time. I'm quite hard on my brushes because of the way that I paint. Um, you can see I'm not yeah. cleaning them either. Um, <laughs> but the end's clean. That's the business part, I isn't know, it? Right? That's what I'm thinking too. Who cares about the handle? Handle's a good tool yeah. anyway. Um, yeah. But the in-between brushes and a square edge or you know straight edge is quite good too because if you've got texture that's quite uh, deep, you can really use these yes. types of brushes and really get right in and the, the bristles will fray, but that's okay because it also can, it's fine. But it's oh, okay wow. because it allows me to get paint uh, a little bit more random as opposed to being exactly mm. the same exactly. on the yeah. canvas. So my brushes yeah. are fun. I, you've got, oh my God, you've got fan brushes multiple sizes oh these are really fun you can do so much with these you can paint skies right down to foliage on trees to you can make yes. these dots so there's so many different ways that you can use a fan brush and they're really great for final smoothing out as well if the bristles are soft this one's got hard bristles yes. so that's not so good for that but it's good for creating texture as well mm -hmm. we've got mm -hmm. this is probably one of my favorite shapes and favorite bristles it's quite soft oh. and the reason I like it is because it will mold with you so you can use it you yeah. can you can use it like that with the flat yes. edge or you can yes. use the edge like that to blend or if you're painting lines or whatever you can actually squish it and mold it around it's like you're cutting it on a wall if you've, anyone's ever done renovation yes. a cutting in yeah. brush is really great for getting a smooth edge these things can be good for that too um, yeah. I do have a tendency, though, to use sometimes the wrong the wrong brush for what I do. Because oh. I do have some favourite brushes, and they're currently being used yeah. right now. But they are um, they're this type of shape, a lot smaller. Yeah. But they are yeah. just a really good multi-purpose brush. And I often use them. Sometimes I'm using the, the, uh, the size brush is way too big for what I'm trying to do. That I've, I've, but it's I your favourite. It feels good. So I just yes. change my yes. technique. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. And I'll cool. use them until they die. Yeah. Ah. And what's the definition of a dying brush? <laughs> well, in my world, it'll be um, they might break. So I, oh, I, yes. I, I, I'm a little bit of a lazy cleaner, cleaner upper, if that's a word. I, 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 when I'm particularly immersed in <laughs> yeah. painting, my, my, my yes. studio is already starting to look like it now again. When we first started a couple of weeks ago, it was completely you, yeah. spotless. But yeah, you've got lots now, on at the moment. So stuff getting everywhere. Um, so with my yeah. brushes, that means they sit in water sometimes for a couple of weeks which actually yeah, yeah. is not good but because it actually destroys the whole, all the mechanism, the oh, mechanism yeah. to hold it together. Yes. So they often break yeah. or, as I said before, uh, when I kill a brush, I destroy the shape of it. Yes. <laughs> so yes. they start to, like this one's actually, like you can see how it's starting, it's got that funny little Yes, I can see starting to get. It's on its way Yeah. Out. Yeah. Okay. Um, and then I have... 
uh, the big, big brushes that I use, which are house painting brushes, and this is just an average size. Yeah. It's bigger for that. If I'm painting an exterior wall, of course, I'll use rollers and these, but I'll also use these oh, on yeah. canvas because they're fantastic for smooth blending and big, you know, yeah. just really easy transition. So, yeah. You can almost see how soft those bris bristles on the big brush are. They, they oh, look they really like they're are. soft. And I'm not kidding yeah. when I yeah. before when I go to the shops to choose my brushes for my soft blending. Um, I do mm -hmm. literally feel it there or there because it's soft. soft. It. And if it's really yeah. soft, then I know that. And with the soft blending, you don't. I don't want to have unless it's it's intentional. I don't want to have any brush strokes. So I find that you know, yeah. obviously, soft bristle brushes, soft bristled brushes. Oh my God, say that fast. Yeah, uh, I know. <laughs> it's like a tongue easier. twister. Yeah, much easier yeah. to create that level of blending without any lines. So yeah, yeah. that's just yeah. the start. Brushes are the, one of the one of the few things. I was I just going to say, Brilliant. brushes are only the tip of it because there's lots of other things that you use to create the uh, the image that you want. And I know when we were talking the other day. We talked about palette brushes, but we also talked about things like cling wrap and bubble wrap and forks and knives and fingers and toothbrushes even and so I thought that that was fascinating because I thought that you generally had to create things with brushes but no Definitely Tracy's not. telling me there's all sorts of things to create a particular image and then I was really fascinated about the bubble wrap because I'm thinking of um, my when my children were preschoolers and how they used to use bubble wrap to stamp in but you use it in your paintings Yes, very much, depending, once again, depending on the look you're going for. So let me talk yeah. about your painting for a second. Uh, in the last yes. last week that I've been playing around with that, playing around, when I have been creating for you, <laughs> yes. I have used sponges, brushes, fingers, I've used toothpicks and cling film um, oh. on your piece. So uh, sponges, for example, are amazing to use mm -hmm. because they create a really... Yeah. Uh, like almost like a moody effect. I love the movement that they create. Yeah. Um, yeah. Coming back to the thing about bubble wrap, bubble wrap to me, the way I use it is I, you can uh -huh. use it in lots of different ways, but the way I love to use it is I paint the bubble wrap randomly and then I stamp that oh. in various places yes. onto the canvas. Um, you can use it as a texture, but I, my preference is to use it in a stamping way. And then you can blend in the colours yeah. based on what colours you place on the bubble wrap. And it's a really funky effect. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I'm I thinking about the cling wrap would leave a smooth, very smooth surface. And then when you take it off, it gives depth. Uh, I'll show you. Actually, to that, this afternoon or see later, give me about an hour, right. guys. And if you go onto my website, you'll yes. see some close-ups of what cling film actually does. Because um, awesome. I I love it because it, it what you so you paint a base layer first. And then, so the colour uh -huh. you saw last week in your piece is very bright. Yes. And then what, mm -hmm. once you've sealed that, then when you, you paint another layer, you put your cling film on while that paint is wet, let it dry, yes. peel the cling film off, and it takes away the paint. So you are left yeah. with the undercolour coming through. Uh, and it looks mm -hmm. so funky and it's lots of lines and it's just very, it's quite yes. abstract. But I really love the textured effect that it looks like. It feels like you, you've got texture, but it's actually really a, yeah. a thin layer of paint, but it feels like yeah. you've put all of this texture in. Yeah. So I really like that effect. Um, yeah, I use it a lot. because, And my husband often, I did this beautiful piece um, 
of a of a lake and a I'd look like a boat yeah. come through in its wake. And I finished the sky and I, I did a cling film base and all these beautiful clouds that were perfectly formed. And I sort of said, yeah. Oh, what do you think? He said, Yeah, that's really awesome. But when are you going to finish the sky? Because it looks like you haven't finished it. Because he because <laughs> he loves realistic work <laughs> and I don't paint realistically. Yeah. So I was like, Yeah, but that's no. the best bit. Like it's just so different. So I love mixing mm. it up, I guess, and you can have something that looks like a sky, but then you've got this random colour coming through and random passion coming through. Yeah. And that's what cling film yeah. does. Yeah. So fun. The other day, <laughs> yes, and I can't wait to see. Um, I go, when I finish the show, um, I'll, I'll have a break, but then I'll go back on and check Tracy's website, which is tracyieaton.com, and I'll see the next of the um, time-lapse videos that she puts up and the next stages. Um, and if you don't get a chance to get onto Tracy's website, of course, they go up in social media as well. Um, Tracy, so the other day when we were talking... Sorry, Tony, I was just going to say, if you do go to the website, if you go to traceyeaton.com forward slash Tony, Lo Lo it's got your name, Tony Lontis. Lontis, so You've got yes. your own page, yeah. love. Oh, that's really cool. <laughs> um, the other day when we were talking, in the background of our conversation was this beautiful painting of a lady and you'd started putting um, feathers on her hat um, as an embellishment. And I think that that's one of the most favourite things for me about your work is the hand embellishment. And I know that it takes you a long time to do, but, gosh, it creates such a beautiful tactile uh, look to the artwork. And so I'm guessing that it can be tricky if you're working with feathers. Uh, yes. One, they blow everywhere, first point. Oh, my God. I went to, came yeah. in even this morning to do some more work on yours, and honestly, there was just feathers all over the floor. I was like, oh, <laughs> okay, so we've got to clean those up first. Embellishment um, <laughs> is great because you can – I think I alluded to this to last week when I used glitters, for example. Yeah. And like I said to you, also yes. some clients I'll use Frosky Crystal Dust as well to create a real oh. luxurious glow. But I love embellishment because a photo is beautiful. I am such mm -hmm. a textured, I, I love texture. And to me, whilst a photo yes. is beautiful, they can be quite flat. So the, so the first visually, when I look at one, I'm like, oh, my God, if I could just take to that with, with a brush and some medium and yeah. these feathers, if it, whatever it might need, I'll, I'll some stones and so I don't, what, depending what the painting needs and I'll put it on. And, yeah. and if putting it on strategically, like, it, like let's use glitter, for example, and, I'll, and feathers as well. Um, you could go nuts and put it everywhere and then it just looks like you're like you're playing really and you, you've, you're just throwing yeah. it on, there's no real thought into it and it's over the top. Whereas when you are embellishing strategically and you place things in a yes. way that brings up light, it shows some shadow, it, whatever it might be, then all of a sudden that piece starts to look incredible. So in case of the one that I was doing with the feathers, there was she had this beautiful yeah. um, feather, feathery-looking coat, black coat. So when I first saw the photo, I was like, oh, I'm just going to put feathers on that. No problem whatsoever. And I have these uh -huh. moments. I'm like, yeah, no drama. That'll be fun until you start. And it is still fun. But with the instance of this piece, because of the size of yes. the body onto the canvas, obviously it's not full length. 
I had to cut mm. up the feathers. So I literally was placing each tiny, skinny little, I don't even know what you yes. call it, like the part of the feather individually feather. onto the coat and build it up and up and up to get the depth that I want. So that took me a long time. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Looks great, but it takes and I'm also, a while. I'm also thinking that with feathers, if you don't attach them correctly, then they're going to lose some of their fluffiness because you've got to attach them in, the, in a way that they're going to stay on the painting, but then okay. there's a fluffiness and texture to them and you don't want that stuck down to the artwork. Right. So I can't imagine how long that took. Well, we need to, in that particular case, we used a combination of PVA glue, like a, or a multi-purpose uh -huh. glue from in the US and hot glue. So with hot glue, what I can do is I can build it up and create angles so that I can stick the feather on yes. and make it look like it's curved and create more depth mm -hmm. that way. Um, with the multi-purpose glue, that allows me obviously to put it in the position that I want. But you are dead right. I don't, with feathers, I don't ever stick them flat because it creates a, no. a disappointment. So you really just need to yes. put it enough or like stick it enough that the feather is yes. held in place that it can still be feathery and fly around. And I can't really test yes. that out until 24, 48 hours later whether everything until is dry. dry. And then I spray yeah. them as well just to keep them in place. That was my next question. Is there then a process after that that ensures the longevity of the feathers in the artwork? And, yes, do you have to spray or seal or or do yeah. something that, that keeps them yeah. Every single piece that I do is, see, is sealed. Uh, my preference is yeah. using, if it's not a resin piece, my preference is a spray that I can use either matte or satin or a shine, yes. or like high gloss. The reason that's my preference mm -hmm. is because I don't want to run the risk of having any brush strokes whatsoever. So I can yeah. multi-layer that. It dries relatively quickly because remembering I'm kind of impatient, so I like everything to dry as quickly as possible. <laughs> everything. Um, <laughs> And I can also use the spray to, to attach things like uh, glitters and uh, crystal dust yeah. and things as well. So I, once again, I can layer it up. So that's why my preference is that if it's not resined. Mm. Yeah. When you're working with uh, something like um, glitter or crystals, um, are there different ways in which, like I'm imagining that you might need, say, tweezers to strategically place uh, crystals whereas you might need um, a tiny something tiny to sprinkle where glitter is concerned or do you mix it in with the medium that you're using at that moment or does it all matter of above, on all of the above all of the above <laughs> yeah, so it's yeah. what I'm doing so let's use uh, uh, resin or uh, fluid acrylic for example there, there uh -huh. are it's, it's yeah. a liquid like that I can definitely pour the crystal or the um, glitters into that medium mix it up and then yeah. use that as the color um, mm -hmm. when it comes to bigger crystals your dad right I do tend to use tweezers a lot when I have long nails yeah. oh my god they're the best tool yes. ever because I can scratch around and I can really use them instead of a tool yes. I use yes. the brushes yes. I use um, yeah. anything I can to position them when it comes to very and I'll show yeah. you my glitter, I don't know, it's so, I'll, I'll oh, sprinkle yes. it. It's so fine that you can Like fairy dust. 
I don't know if you can see it. No, you can't. Anyway, it's so no, fine. it's so fine. So fine that you couldn't pick up one single piece. So I, no. I use my fingers to position it where I want. Yep. So I'm literally just very putting up, pushing up the tiniest bit and doing a little bit at a time. And just, yeah. yeah, and then building it up. Tracy, I'm guessing that the the embellishment is different in the different um, products you use. So um, obviously it wouldn't work with watercolours. Um, maybe it would work with oils, but you mostly work with acrylics and resin, um, which lends itself to that embellishment placement, doesn't it? Uh, yes and no. Not everybody who works with acrylics uses mixed media so essentially that's what I am I'm a, I'm yeah. a mixed media artist media. Is my base. Mm. yeah um oils I they they are so slow drying they're beautiful to blend yeah. so in terms of embellishment I'm actually not sure because I've never really done it but I can't imagine that they would work the same way that I do because it would take no, a lot longer that's right and then reactivate yeah. uh, you're right with watercolors you'd have to be careful about what types of medium oh, yeah. you use to embellish as well so for me, acrylic is kind of like the best of all worlds. It dries fast. Mm. Well, yeah. even now I'm like, oh, if you look at my socials, you're like, oh, my God, I'm waiting again. I've never watched paint dry as much in my life as what I do now. So I'm like, hurry up. Um, but it does dry quickly. So you, you get used to work, you have to. Um, mm. you, can, you can delay the drying time by using certain mediums, but I find that it, uh, remove some of the strength of the colors so I don't like that um I love the the, the, yeah. the brands that I use the most is Atelier Interactive and it's like butter and so mm. it's so beautiful to work with and then I can easily oh. make it uh, thicker or make it thin based using a medium that I that I put with it um, the other one I use is mm. Matisse Structure, which is a lot heavier. So when I'm doing more impasto work or palette knife work, yes. you want something that's heavy, yes. you can stick it on a canvas and it creates a peak and it sticks and out. So that so those yes. are the ones that I use the most. If I'm using yes. things that are a little more fluid, then I love alcohol inks. I think they're great, but I do ah. find that if I'm using alcohol inks, I will put a resin coat on because they, they can dry quite mm -hmm. Um, matte and I don't enjoy that as much so it dries it it mutes some of the color I find for, for my taste so I chuck some resin yeah. on to bring the color back out so yeah so alcohol yeah. is great and yeah there's so much so much that, uh, there's also pigment powders which are beautiful yeah. but they are like they're yes. so fine and watch this space guys if I we were doing this right now that if I was using bright blue there would just be this yeah blue the place would be everywhere yeah yes you inhale it it's yeah beautiful it's so fine yeah it's gorgeous though yeah when different um when those uh, i'm thinking of the acrylics and i'm and i'm just wondering if when you create and you've got it right is there a change when it dries in terms of color in terms of shape and does it shrink or does it generally hold its uh, space and its color relatively for most of it? It does change. Uh, it does uh, dry darker, so you have to be mindful of yeah. that. And I do have a tendency to get all excited and then paint away to realize that it's going to dry darker later. So I, you know, that's just one of my things. It's okay. You can always change it yeah. by just adding more light, more light tones. Yeah. Um, yes. If, 
I don't find it shrinks much if you're painting it by like a br like brushing, but if you are using fluid acrylics, that can shrink yeah. and it can dry. Yeah. If you put it on too heavy, um, and when it dries, mm -hmm. it'll dry on the surface first, of course, and then underneath it'll still move, which can then cause it to crack. Oh. Now, I love oh, the cracks, right. so I try and make that yes. happen. Yes, yes. Yeah. <laughs> so I mean, people go, oh, my God, you don't want it to crack. I'm like, yes, I so want it to crack because then I can create. It gives other, it and I do base colours and you can do all sorts. So um, you are right. It does change. Um, it do, the, 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 the properties of the paint yes. does change. So you do need to be aware yeah. of that when you're painting to make sure you get the right yeah. colour time yeah. and the right effect that you're looking for. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Tracy, in the background of our interviews each week, there's this gorgeous um, mannequin with um, the blue dress on. And this week I wanted to get the audience to uh, see that dress in the background and take us through the process of creating wearable art because I know that's another avenue for your art is around creating wearable art and it's a fascinating thing to actually feel and look at because the color is just spectacular but all of that dress started as a piece of um, linen and has been effectively sculptured and colored and are made into this beautiful dress so that's a different process as well well it is and I um someone actually asked me a while ago whether I liked fashion which is why I got into wearable art and actually it wasn't I'm not so much of a yeah. fashionista but what I did I do love is body art body painting um yeah. and it was kind of and I love the shapes and the forms and the fact that you're painting in a really 3d aspect as opposed to on a flat canvas and I just adore that because yeah. It creates so much more excitement and depth and, and all these little nooks and crannies that you can get into. So yeah. when I was planning my Oscars event following this last, uh -huh. this last year's gifting, I really wanted to wear something that was different. And creativity yes. for me, I mean, creativity has no bounds. And I'm like, well, I'm kind of a creative yeah. person, so why don't I paint a dress? Which meant I had to yes. make a dress to paint it. So yes. you're right. Yes. I, I went and bought a whole lot of linen kind of drew up mm. a picture of what was in my head about how of what I you wanted, wanted it to look. Yep. And mm. I, I purposefully chose the colours as well because, as you know, I love the whole yes. psychology. And I wanted mm. something that appealed to both men and women and something that yes. felt comfortable, like they knew it, and it's all about yes. communication. And gold, of course, is about wealth and wisdom. And yeah. it just kind of morphed from there. So I started out with the, the skirt and we everything is either hot glue yeah. or hand sewn. And we just build I up know. layers and layers. Um, I'm laughing so, because Tracy told me the story about the <laughs> night that she was getting into the dress. And I said, how on earth did you get into that? And she said, well, you tell the story, Tracy. <laughs> I have a tendency to, I said to this to Tony, that I'm, I've always been told that I'm a yeah. one, three person. I'll come to the one being I have a really good idea. Three, I can see it finished. Uh -huh. And two, I have no, I don't even think about the, how it's going to happen. So when I was painting mm -hmm. the dress, I made sure I got a mannequin that was the same size as my body. So I, I thought, oh, well, that's fine. I can fit that. Um, so I made. Yeah. I made the corset, I made the skirt and everything all around thinking, 
no problem. This is so <laughs> going to fit me. Well, I failed to think about the fact that by the time I put all the layers, all of the, the primers, the cut, the colors, everything onto the linen, things just got yeah. tighter and tighter and stiffer and stiffer with less yes. movement. Yes. So when I went, firstly, when I went to take it off the mannequin, I was like, oh my God, this thing's not going to come off. What am I going to do? So eventually yeah. I just had to cut a tiny slit and it got it off. But then you're right, the night of the show, I'd taken it with yeah. me, remembering this is super stiff. So it's kind of like yes. when I was walking in it, it was like, the parting of the seas, I guess, because everyone just had to get out of my way because I was just, I was coming on in. But when they were um, dressing me, I was on my knees on the floor with like this because I couldn't I couldn't yes. move it, and I had three no. pulling it down, and they had to be very careful. So we had to end up cutting it even further because it just wouldn't get over my hips, and I'm not like yeah. the biggest girl in the world anyway. It just no, Tracy's tiny. So, yes. <laughs> So we're standing there and I was like, oh, my God, there's a big gaping hole above my bum. This is not cool. I'm in front of 200 people, 100 people, 120 people. I can't have this. And the girls are like, what are we doing? I'm like, just glue it. Just so I was up there like this. I'm like, hot glue it, please. Glue me in. So they did. <laughs> and I was completely glued into that dress for the night, which was awesome. Into the dress. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I was fully glued in. And, and if, you Tracy's, if you go on to Tracy's, if you go on <laughs> so if you're going onto Tracy's site, you can if you're going onto your site, you can actually see Tracy wearing the dress and it looks stunning. Um and and it's very beautiful. I've been up close to that dress and it's just such a beautiful, unique piece. And for anyone listening, if you've ever wanted to have something that is truly unique and bespoke, then get Tracy to paint you. Um a wearable uh, art, a, a wearable dress, a wearable pantsuit, yeah. whatever you like, you can pretty much create. But you know that it's not going to be seen anywhere else and it's not going to be for anyone else. It's going to be completely yeah. unique. Um, and you're right. And you, the colours you can. Sorry, as I said, it's become a thing. I didn't expect that. But there is a yeah. lot of people who have been asking me when my next design's coming out. So, um, but yes. yeah, and I would, I think it would be a really exciting thing to be able to create gowns for people who want something different and oh. spectacular and special. Like you said, that no one else has got ever. No one else has ever got that right. say. Yeah, that's right. Um, it reminded me when Tracy and I were having this conversation as a teenager, I used to watch the RAQ Awards, which were fashion awards that um, occurred every year in the state where we are. But the wearable art section totally fascinated me. And I haven't, I don't remember seeing something quite as beautiful as Tracy's dress because it's got layers and it's quite, um, the bottom of it kind of spreads out a bit and the colour is magnificent. So yeah, that's, a, you know, a unique thigh. idea. Yeah, yeah. But all the it's, way to the thigh and it has a, a three metre train at the back. Um, so it's, it's, it's quite a big gown. But what I what I also like about the whole wearable arts and the body art side of it um, is we've talked yeah. before about how colour and art makes us feel amazing. So imagine what it feels like yeah. when you're actually in it. You become part of the art, which is, it's yeah. just glorious. It feels so empowering and so special. And I know that, you know, we talk about beauty and people wanting to feel special. This process yeah 
does that because there's, there's it's, like, it's like getting a wedding dress made for you yeah times 10 because you are it's yes. it's one up and it's and like we use color so strategically and i use all the products yeah. that i use in my artwork on the gowns as well yeah. so which is why yeah. it looks so rich and so luxurious in color mm. yeah so mm. it's an acrylic yeah, i'm just thinking about I'm, on, I'm just thinking about Swarovski crystals um, yeah. embellished on a dress for a ball. Oh God, like you'd be just be, wouldn't it? Wouldn't it I just be a, beautiful? I did a bride for a photo shoot. Um, this is about three yeah. years ago. And we mm-hmm. I designed the skirt. That was all made of fabric. And then we had crystals uh, scattered all over that, that dress of the yeah. skirt. Um, yeah. Yeah. And we actually body painted her bodice. So the bodice yes. was all embro- white embroidery, but it was all paint. And mm-hmm. then I used crystal <laughs> glitter to, uh, with hairspray, of all things, because it made it stick to her skin, yes. to create the sheen of the mm-hmm. bodice. And so she looked unbelievable. And when we did the photo shoot, it was in a public place. And the amount of people who were going, yes. oh, my God, it's such a beautiful dress. And then they'd look again and go, oh, wait a minute. Is she body painted? It's Is not. like it wasn't like well the dress mm. wasn't but the top was yes. it was yes yeah it yes. was stunning so you, you're right you can you can be as adventurous as you choose to be but the point is integrating your fashions are anyway but when you do you involve someone yeah. like me as a visual artist into it I absolutely think take it to a different a different stage yeah yeah, yeah. I oh, absolutely so think that we should be more should be seeing more wearable art on our runways and at events because it's truly a unique thing to have and own and know that it's specifically created for you. With the mannequin, um, Tracy, I'm assuming that you can get you could work with anyone across the planet. You just need their me- measurements and get the mannequin uh, mannequin rather the right yep. size and off you go yeah yep, very much and if we you know I, I will I will um you know if, if it's smaller obviously we'd need to get a smaller mannequin if it's bigger yes. we can get mannequins in any size and shape so and I do like mm. mannequins to have shapes so even though she's little she's actually yes. got real female curves which is what yes. I like so when I, I actually yeah in, I'm actually wanting to buy another couple of mannequins for that reason for the gowns I'm wanting to do next yeah I've been taking yes. my time because I want them to look, I want them to look real. I want them to look like women. So if they don't, I basically create them. I pad them out with yeah. um, yes. polystyrene and fabrics to give them a real shape that I'm looking for. And yeah. I do like them too. So Tracy, do you? <laughs> they don't need to have a head. Absolutely. I hate mannequins with a head. <laughs> Do you think that you'll get to the stage where you'll do a wearable art exhibition like you do um, art expert exhibitions? I would love to. I have six gowns yeah. in my head that need to be painted or created. So I would absolutely love to do an entire um, runway show with different gowns. I yeah. think it would just be so wouldn't fun. It? And I mean, creatively, oh God, it would be That's what I was thinking. Wouldn't it be fun? Yeah. Oh, so yeah. much. Um, economically I have no idea what the demand is and quite honestly I wouldn't care because this is like it would be just amazing and be very different I haven't seen anyone don't you anyone steal my idea just kidding um no 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 no, I think it would be incredible in fact that actually would be even cooler is to have three or four different artists creating their own works and actually oh yeah that would be amazing yeah thanks for the idea it would be amazing 
I know. That's fantastic. Now, I know. Now, before we run out of time again this week, we have to show the audience the progress on the commissioned art piece. Oh, yes, go on. I I so forgot. (laughs) Um, I'll show you close up. Oh, wow. Can you guys see that? Yes. We can see that to begin with. That's good. Okay, so I've honestly, I haven't done the the, the water and the land. I've really focused on the sky. Um, Oh. You're right, love. (laughs) So beautiful. I need to wait for it to dry a little bit more and then I can add more and more detail. But I'll show you close up. Yes. So I'm starting oh, to try gosh, and get thin. You can see, mm-hmm. and you can't see the, the cling film idea, but we've got lots of colours starting to come through, which is what we spoke yes. about initially. Yes, I can see pinks. Yep, I can see some pinks, pinks and some... Got yep. Of, yep. Uh, bronze and copper. Yes. White. Sand. And a whole lot of blues. It's and a bit of green. Yeah, yeah. It's it's beautiful. Tracy and I have been talking about this, this uh, and every week she tells me what she's been doing and, and what she's been up to. And one of the things that she keeps telling me, she said it's so hard to stop. Oh. So Tracy's not done this before. Tracy normally with a project will paint until completion, but we wanted to show the progress, which is challenging for Tracy to do. So I'm really appreciative that you're stopping and showing us each and every week the project, <laughs> of, the progress of the commission art. And I know how hard it is because you it's want to so keep weird. painting, but it's just amazing to see the progress. And as we said before, Tracy each week puts up the time lapse of the progress as well as some additional photos on her website, you know, tracyeaton.com forward slash Tony Lontis. Um, <laughs> and I put it on my social medias and on my website as well so that people can see the amount of work and time and effort that goes into creating a masterpiece. And each one of Tracy's artworks is an exclusive masterpiece. And um, it is unique. And to know that she is creating that artwork and thinking about me and my space is a really humbling experience. And for anyone listening out there that's got any interest in doing a commissioned artwork oh my god what are you waiting for jump on the phone jump on the email and talk to Tracy it's just the most beautiful experience and I can I look at that wall now and I effectively see whatever stage Tracy is up to that's what I see on the wall and it just fills me with joy And so the space where the photo is going to go is where we walk up and it will be on the wall the first thing that we see when we walk into the house from the back entrance, which is our main entrance, let's just face it. But it'll be the first thing I see. And every week I'm just blown away to think, oh, my God, I'll be looking at that beautiful thing soon. Oh, my God, I'll be like just I'm excited as Tracy. I'm excited to see the end as Tracy is excited to do it. So from my perspective, having never been involved in any sort of commissioning before, what a magnificent process. 
And I just, again, anyone who's thinking about wanting something really special and unique for a business, an office, a blank wall in your house, this is the way to go because you won't see it anywhere else. No one will see it. It's yours. It's not going to be exhibited in a gallery. It's just yours. And I would never have credited it being such a fantastical experience had I not met and started working with Tracy. And so I love that word, by the way, fantastical. Oh, I keep using that. it, don't I? <laughs> My husband might- actually says, that he's going to have a dictionary of Tonyisms because he said some of the things that you say I've never heard from anyone else before, and I'm going to have a Tony dictionary, and I'm like, yeah, 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 yeah. Sounds good. I don't know. They just come to my head. <laughs> so we're three weeks in, and we have three weeks to go. Do you want to walk the audience through what's left? Yeah, because it's oh, quite a lot okay. left. Yeah, sure. So we've got we've got lots left to do. Um, yeah. Obviously, this the ocean, the ocean, and the front land is still a base base color so we need to we need to start layering up that and uh, what what will happen is the can you guys hear me if I'm right back here yeah Yeah, we can yes this horizon line will be created to be a bit darker so I want to create the illusion of having some land in there so we'll create different heights so it's not perfectly smooth because I don't like straight um yeah we, uh, I need to put a little bit more embellishment into the sky in terms of there is some sparkly stuff in there. You can't see it, but there is. The sky, oh. the, the, sand, the, the sand and land will now need to be painted yes. with it. With, there'll be more uh, browns coming through, but I still don't want it to be too realistic, so it'll still remain with some yep. dark colours underneath. Um the yep. sky needs to have another coat or two to really start to pull out some of the highlights because it, you know, I need uh-huh. some more depth to come through so I need more clouds on yes. top of what's happening. Um, and then yep. at the end, what I do want it to do is almost look like I've framed it by creating a, a, a darker and a darker edge that's blended in all the way yes. around. But the top will be brighter. So that's that all I can tell you with that one. So there's about... I don't know. Top of my head, four or five years ago. Yeah. So yes, you're yeah, yeah. right. Today, it, today and last night was the hardest ever for me to start. I doing. know. <laughs> and Difficult. it and it actually for the audience, it's it's gonna be a surprise because I completely trust Tracy's artistic intuition and she has gathered all the information from me about a whole range of things. And I'm trusting her uh, that the end, I have no doubt that it will be spectacular, but I don't know what that end result will be. That's in Tracy's head and that's what we're going to reveal as we keep going on this journey together. So, Tracy, um, that whole commissioned work that you do lends itself to so many areas and I know last week we spoke about the mural painting that you did for an outdoor cafe but some of the other commission stuff that you do specifically is around developments and uh, around uh, big pieces of art so what's the biggest piece of artwork you've ever done in terms of size Yes. Talking about? Oh, um, yes. Not including walls because I won't count walls. 
Um, yeah, not walls. I'm talking on the canvas. Bigger canvas would be three yeah. me- three meters by. I think it was two point one. Wow. And so you had to build the frame for that? Yes, we built the frame. Yeah. Build the frame first. We actually took the frame into the clients just to make sure that it looked okay before we finalized and started stretching the canvas over. Um, They were happy, Mm -hmm. happy, which is great. Uh, We did have another client who wanted one about the same size, actually, it was 3.4. I think they wanted it because they had a huge wall, but they lived in a penthouse and couldn't get up the lift. So we're like, we've got two choices. We can either, I know, we can either crane this painting up to the 22nd floor, which would be amazing. That would be awesome. Or we can actually make it smaller to put it in the lift and they ended up making it smaller it still looks amazing Aww. but anyone wants a painting craned up I so want to do that yeah, that's really cool <laughs> yeah because I guess you know, think about, I always I always say that painting is 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 joyous um I have yeah. get just as much joy as I I know that my clients do because I end up with so many people who like you said they don't want to see mm. the process actually they just know that I'm going to create they just want that and yes and they yeah. smile every time they see the paintings three or four years later that's five right years later, still, oh my god I got a I got an email a while ago from a woman who purchased yes. a piece of art I'd say 13 years ago and it was an oh. elephant a mum and a baby and it was mm. their bums because everyone paints their they were trying something like, oh, no, I'm going to do their bums and then my, the baby was yeah. wrapped around the mum's leg anyway so my client yes. purchased this and the email said I just want to thank you again for your artwork I saw another painting and reminded me that I needed to reach out to you she told the story about her children who had grown her kids had grown up her son used to carry an elephant everywhere with him um and, and it became interwoven into this her email was beautiful woven into the, their life at their life stage in the, yeah and then the son so her grandson has just started um, trying to say elephant as well because it's it's still part. He he sees this thing and his son talks about his dad talks about it with his, yes. his son. I was like, oh my god! So if art can bring that much joy to so many people, oh my absolutely. god, absolutely, that is yeah. incredible. It, it, uh, you said you feel humble. I feel humbled being able to give that to people. Yeah, awesome. yeah, yeah, awesome. Yeah. Tracy, do you always um, hang the artwork for your clients or does it depend on the situation? It depends on the situation. So you were talking before about developments. If there is multiple paintings, we will definitely be involved. In fact, we'll request it to do the installations. We'll get it delivered to the premises uh, and we'll progressively work out an installation program with their staff as well. So if not doing yeah. it will be overseeing the installation of the multiple pieces if it's for a residential mm-hmm. home um and it's within you know easily traveling distance for us yes we would definitely do yeah. it if someone in the yeah. states you got well if you and you guys wanted a piece well let's yeah. talk we i'm okay to come traveling yes. and, and install the painting for you um absolutely it, it does depend on on the situation really so i like to know that it's done properly and i know that my installer who I was just gonna say husband, he will install it properly 
Yeah. The other thing is too, there's a certain, there's something about the placement of the artwork, not just oh, the artwork, so but it's about the placement too high, too low to want, like it, it's pretty important it's really to, critical, if you're actually. investing. Yes. Yeah. If you're investing I, in artwork, then the hanging of that artwork is almost equally important, isn't it, Trace? Absolutely, because it can make or break how a room feels. And if you have multiple pieces, um, even if it's if it's different artists, you know, multiple pieces in a room yeah. or in a house, we mm -hmm. need to make sure that how we hang them and and the order with which we hang them allows the colours and the vibe and the feeling to flow. Um, so I'm doing a yeah. commission at the moment. There's five pieces that I'm painting for a residential home. So we've gone through. Mm -hmm. The home has been currently built. So I've gone and actually had a look at the plans. We've had photographs. We've actually seen the layout so we can actually make sure one yes. of the paintings are the size they need to be. We paint them yeah. together so the colour tone's consistent. And then absolutely we hang them. Yes. I've already said to them, they'll be this side from the this, this side height from the ceiling. So they know, yes. they know exactly that and we will measure that to the millimetre. Yeah. yeah. So they will be perfectly suited to them, their personality, their home, the area. Like what an amazing way to look at artwork. And that's why even within developments, I you can do the same thing. Mm. So, you know, I can look at what vibe they're trying to create with the hotel or the residential complex, how they, what experience they want their guests to have. Because when you're on holiday, you, yes. you know, you always create memories. Um, yeah. The, just like working with you, the more I understand them, yeah. the more I then can create a range of pieces that work together to ensure that they are achieving their goals. So that's why I always say that yeah, the commission is helping you bring your vision to life it's actually not my vision at yeah. all it's yours I'm just the conduit just, to make it happen which is amazing yeah 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 it is it is Tracy, we are out of time again, um, which uh, our I know our shows go so quickly quickly um Fast every week. So, Tracy, thank you once again for coming on Radio Tony. No this is artwork. This is artwork you deserve. And we'll be back next week to update you on the progress of the commission, but also to talk to Tracy once again about another element of her work. Um, Tracy, thank you so much for your time. Um, wonderful listeners, don't forget, jump on to tracyeaton.com. You can not only see the progress of the commission work, but you can see lots and lots of other areas that she works in from grand scale, beautiful artwork to wall papers to wearable art and also the Hollywood collection which I love looking at because I think it's pretty spectacular thank you Tracy thanks so much we will be back right, again thanks. next week we'll bye for now everyone See you then. thanks bye bye